it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We published some great episodes in the month of December, including a rewatchables with Quentin Tarantino on Dunkirk. Sean Fennessy sat down with Greta Gerwig to talk about her new film, Little Women, on the big picture. And Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett appeared on the Bill Simmons podcast to talk about their newest film, Uncut Gems. Happy New Year from The Ringer. We are four days out from Peter Weber's premiere. I can't wait. I'm really excited. It's been a pretty long three months since we've had the show on, so it's time. But before we get there, we need to go over five through one on our most dramatic season ever countdown. Thank you so much to Chris Harrison, who gave us so much time. He is back to do uh, the top five. Let's just get into it. Number five, Jillian Harris. Jillian's really great. Little Canadian redneck. Yeah. Love her to death. I, One of the more fun seasons for me. I think that Jillian, I hear perhaps Allie should have been above Jillian, but Jillian is the bachelorette I would most like to be friends. With. I agree. I would. I would definitely switch Allie and Jillian just because of Allie. Allie's gave us so much. It yeah. was such a dynamic season, and ratings wise, everything was good. Jillian's season was super fun, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Ed is probably one of the greatest contestants of all time. <sighs> Man, and what would that character be today? I don't know. I don't know. Something it's that doesn't too- age well, but also something that would be so much more exposed. He would probably be gone week four at this point. Probably. He wouldn't win. But that's the thing about Jillian. She liked to have fun. I think yeah. of Jillian as the peak hot tub season as well, which is like- A lot of hot tubs. A lot of hot, lot tubs. Of hot tubs. And Jillian clearly loved the hot tubs. Yeah, she loved it. She, she was kind of like Bob Guinea where she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to mac on all these guys and we're going to do this. And it was- yeah, that was that gave us Mesnick as well. That was a Mesnick season. Well, she came out of Mesnick. She came out of Mesnick. That's right. I was so, going to say. I think also one of the reasons I love Jillian is I love Mesnick, who yeah. we notably have not discussed yet. So right. we'll be coming back to it. But, but Jillian is just like the dopest bachelorette. Like she's kind of in a class with with Andy Dorfman. I think. Yeah, where, just badass girl. Yeah, she may have been our our. I don't know because Trista was, but she was such a strong bachelorette, and she just had such a strong personality. But again, she had the vulnerability, and that's yeah. what that to me that's what makes a good character is the strength, the the smarts and all that, the beauty, but you, you're you vulnerable and you have your insecurities and you're okay to talk about those. And also she benefited from the Jason Mesnick switcheroo because probably would have had Molly as the bachelorette, right? Like Molly- Probably also, so, yeah. Molly was also super likable. Yeah, the Molly, Melissa switch and, and, and all that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really glad we got Jillian. And I yeah. think at that point is when the show really like came together and yeah. gelled. We were like, okay, so this person didn't win. Let's get them into the bachelorette. Yeah. And- those two seasons together are sort of like the turning point. And it probably laid the groundwork for really the number three person to be kind of the bachelor bachelorette right. because it really lends itself because the, the the number three person really gets the best. They yeah. get, you go as far as you can and then you're on tell all. And so you get a lot more exposure. You get that interview and that real, that interview really is an audition. You're totally. really, you really get that time to say, okay, how is everybody, you know, responding? How are you resonating? So number three really is that, that money spot. Right. And now we've gotten Ben that way. We got Peter yeah. that way. Um, Sean Lowe. Sean Lowe. Yeah. Andy. Like all, like a lot, a lot of, of really number good threes. Leads. Yeah. And I think like, it's almost like if you're not going to win, you want to be third. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just really like Jillian and I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't put her lower. Yeah. I'm going to make her six though. Okay, fine. In my, on my and list. I, we'll have an asterisk yeah. there. Um, number four, Caitlin Bristow. Agreed. Okay, yeah. I got to ask. Great season on a lot of levels. I got to ask, mm-hmm. what happened? Because I've always said it's because I, I thought, so Caitlin and Nick have a one-on-one and they have sex. And yeah. then as a result, 
Well, I don't know if that result, but we'll discuss it. The format changed. They stay in Ireland the whole freaking time, and things just like go seem to fall out of format yeah, as a result of Nick joining the show. And so, what happened there? What the, you know? What God, I completely forgot about that. That's funny. Yeah, every it did. Like we, weeks four to seven, we're all in we Ireland. We were not going to stay in Ireland. We were going somewhere very far away. I think I want to say even going to Asia or something. Mm -hmm. And we would have had to stop down production clearly for two or three days. Yeah. And after the Nick thing, it was it's such a boiling point and that tipping point of the season. As producers, we just made the the gut instinct call. We cannot shut down right now. We can't stop down and and let this fester and change. We're going to ride this wave that we're on. And quickly, our our people are calling all around Ireland, all around Europe, closest countries. Can we get to England, Scotland? Where we don't care. We have to stay within driving distance, somewhere close, and and shoot this and can, and just keep going. So yeah, that was I totally forgot, but that was a 180. We were not supposed to stay in Ireland, and it was just because of the content. And that again was a little bit of a foreshadowing for how the show has progressed and how it's become much more organic of, Hey, if this is happening, we're going to show gonna it to you. It. Yeah. Cause then like so many, th there's so much intrigue around the season. Then there also was the conversation that Ben talked about where he was like, Caitlin came to see me and Sean. I took a shower. And then when I came back, something had changed in the room. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds really like dirty or something, but like, you still don't know. Like, and it, it could be just like a conversation where she told him, like, you're the one, like, just hang in there right. because he had such a Sean Booth had a really hard time on the show, but also like, maybe they hooked up too. Like, no, who knows? I, I, I think that was, that was more of a conversation. And it's just the way that Ben talked about it. Also, Ben's yeah. so earnest yeah. that he was just like. <laughs> Something had changed. Something, it was a discernible change. So there was that. And then Nick joined the show in New York, which yeah. had never happened before. Yeah. And people, again, hated him. And wasn't sure. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing is, there's things about Nick, who's a likable guy, that he, the way he says or approaches things makes him unlikable on the show. Right. And he just has this way about him. He's that guy that you're just like, I don't know why, but man, you're under my skin. It's almost like a defensiveness that manifests as like an overcompensation yeah. or something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. But yeah, when he He's came on the show because they had a thing. Um, they had been like DMing. Yeah. And, and the early days of Twitter. She was into it. Clearly. She was clearly into it. And that also <laughs> was off-putting. And I think that is some of it too. There is a jealousy factor to all these people, including Nick of, well, Maybe he's a little annoying or whatever, but yeah, he also gets the attention. Yeah. And he is getting the girl. And that does piss me off. Yeah. And also he came in with people knowing who he was and all this stuff. And then Caitlin also was a great lead because she was really upset about what happened with Nick. Not because she regretted it yeah. like Juan Pablo, but she just wanted to be fair. And she also clearly had feelings for Sean, like didn't right. want to mess things she up. She realized she made a little bit of a of, of like a, a tactical error, yeah. which we've all it made. A, it, was a it was a crime of passion. Yeah, passion and alcohol. And, and, but they no, there, there wasn't much alcohol involved really? in that No, because it was during the day. It was the middle of the day. They just— I thought they had—I guess it's funny. It was I mean, Ireland, I'm sure with Caitlin, there was so probably really. a little wine or something involved, yeah. but it wasn't a crazy— I think they had, like, gone to the Guinness factory or something like yeah. that. But anyway, it was just, like, a great season because of that. And then you got a lot of great people out of it. Like, obviously, Ben, Nick, and Sean are right. all— Right. That was kind of a murderer's row of men. Jared, Tanner, I yeah, believe. the phenomenal group of men. I would yeah. say since Trista— that would be the other apex of guys that, yeah, it was that, really came, good. that became stars in our, our world. Yeah. And they're like all, all still around to this day. Yeah. And she just, she was, you know, I think like 
like Hannah, she was quote unquote sex positive. Yeah. But that just made it more interesting. And she handled it so differently than the men. And up to that point, the men had been the ones mm-hmm. who like were having a lot of sex or whatever. And she handled it really well. And like, I, I just like also as a woman enjoyed that. It's like she sort of took that role on. Well, and, and it was the first time we in. leaned kind of heavily into a social issue. Yeah. The absolutely. slut shaming and being sex positive or whatever. That was the first time where as a show, we're going to talk about this. We're going to show nasty tweets and people attacking yeah. Caitlin. Like we could have done that easily back in the Trista days because right. she was getting hammered for being the first bachelorette and the double standard. But leaning into it for Caitlin um, was great. I thought that was a pivotal point for the franchise as well. Yeah. And I, I just, I like think it's a great season. Very. It was good. It was a very good season. And very you're right. I, I totally forgot how we really did do a 180 and. We're like, we can't leave. Like, we got to just keep cameras rolling and we're going to go. It was also a really good season of small details. Like, I remember all of these shots of Sean Booth with like in his hotel room. Like, you could see his muscle milk and you were like, oh my God, so this guy this is guy like, and just there's a lot of, a lot of, small a lot of protein. production. Yeah. I, and also he just, he hated Nick so much. And yeah. it was so they obvious. They really disliked each other. When they were, those moments when we'd have them sitting in the same room. They wouldn't speak. And they wouldn't speak. They wouldn't even look at each other. And Ben was like the peacemaker. It's so funny <laughs> yeah, to think yeah, about ben. those three of them together. Ben's such the caretaker. Yeah. It's so funny. I often forget Ben even on that season. I know. And also I completely forget that it started with Britt because so much happened. Okay. Oh my gosh. You're right. How do, how do we, shoes. how do we gloss over that? In, yeah, in that and it, is, is that it started, it was the one time that we had done two bachelorettes and then we got hammered for that. I know, but Rob and I discussed this. It we've wasn't had the first two, time. No, we've had two bachelors. Yeah. Brad, the uh, Byron, Byron Velvick season. Um, Brian and Jay. Byron and Jay. And it was funny because there's very few people alive uh, that are still working on the show from that, <laughs> from that day. And I remember Mike Fleiss and I, Having this conversation, we will never do this again. It yeah. was such a terrible idea. There's so many things wrong with it. And hey, guess what we're going to do? And I'm like, remember that conversation we had? We said we'd never do this again. We're doing it again. Um, history is repeating itself. And it was a bad idea. I don't, I don't, I to this day don't like it. I interviewed Caitlin and Britt together um, when their season started, which was in 2015. So that was like this, the winter or spring. I just felt bad because Caitlin never felt like she was the bachelorette. And, I mean, she certainly does now. And granted, she has a, she's, she's one of those, she always has a chip on her shoulder, always feels like, you know, she's not getting her just, mm-hmm. you know, dessert, but that's not the case. I yeah. think she's beloved. I think she's oh, wonderful. She's, so beloved. And she's a wonderful woman. And she's one of, I, I, again, as far as the female leads, one of my dearest friends that we talk about and I love her to death, but she did. She's always kind of had that chip. And I think a little bit of that comes from how it all started. That makes sense. I, also, I was going to say her and Britt were just could not have been more different. Yeah. Caitlin was so chill and Britt was so high strung. Would have been very different seasons for sure. Yeah. I'm glad Caitlin won because it was a great one. All right. Number three, Jason Mesnick. God, what's one and two then? Just wait. You'll find out. Yeah. So many things came out of Jason Mesnick. Mesnick's is so The good. Mesnick. I mean, first of all, The Mesnick. I, I met Jason and Molly at the finale of Ari season. Mm-hmm. They were there because of the switcheroo. Lovely people, just yeah. so Incredible. lovely and yeah. normal. I think people who live in Seattle are like happy, even though it's raining all the time, and they seem really great. Biggest gaff and biggest whiff by a bachelor ever. I mean, it should have been Molly all along. He was head over heels, deadly in love with her, and just Why choked. He, he choked. He and panicked. Exactly what Ari did. Yeah, he, he clearly was, was should have picked Lauren too. And I think there is a thing, and it happened. I we have gotten much better as a franchise, as producers, as people, how to help them navigate. Clearly, not with Ari. <laughs> But I would say overall, helping people find the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jason, he whiffed. He just, just panicked. And he at the last minute, I think he thought, well, people will really like me with Melissa. So I'm going to pick Melissa. And we we're like, wow, you really love Molly. 
His final three were all fantastic. Like, just great. And I think, so the season's on Netflix randomly. Yeah. yeah. It's 100% worth watching. It's like It really, really is. It's a, it's a good rewatchable season. It's super rewatchable. A lot of people are finding it and commenting on it. And it's because you had so much drama and crazy, a lot of uh, also hot tubs leading yes, into Jillian. A lot. But yeah, we had Jillian. Harris, who was just such a character. It's such almost like in a movie, she would be the comedic relief, the one that would lighten things yes, up. Yes, absolutely. And then you had kind of Melissa, who was the the America's sweetheart darling, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. But, but she was also like aggressive. And, but a bit of a villain. That's the thing. She was America's yes. sweetheart, but a bit of a villain as well. Had a dark she, side. She got the first, she was the first one to be in the proximity of Ty, Jason's son, because they were supposed to have a date right. in Seattle. And he was like, hey, I, I can't do it. It was, it was super realistic. It was yeah. kind of crazy. He was like, hey, I can't do it, but why don't you come over after Ty goes to sleep? And so she did. And all of the women were really, really jealous. They're like, does she get to meet Ty? All this stuff. And I think like one episode before that, Molly had stayed out really late with Jason until like two or three Mm -hmm. and came back in his clothes. That's right. And they were pissed. (laughs) 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 The the old college move of wearing the guy's clothes home. And very, uh, that was an exciting season to embrace Seattle. Uh, you know, we did the whole sleepless in Seattle. We had the boat, the oh, the, the, the houseboat thing. I we, know. We leaned into a lot of that. That was our our whole thing. That we, was a, it. Was a great time. And yeah. Jason's season was um, 2009, so also Grey's Anatomy had started. So I feel like Seattle was a little bit in in like yeah. the consciousness, very like, much in the zeitgeist. Yeah, there. and like the ferry boats thing. And then, of course, obviously, the ending when he broke up with Molly. It was just one of the greatest breakdowns, emotional gut-wrenching. Oh, she was, Melissa was so upset, like so upset. So what was that like? But no, but what, but no, Jason though, like the breakdown, we're, oh. we're still in New Zealand at this point. Oh, got it. The, when the, that is the Mesnick, him pulling the Mesnick. Yeah. Where he, he had said goodbye to Molly. And I think he, that's when he, even though he, he did care for Melissa, that cry, even though we, we joke about it, you can't. It's like kind of an emoji, his oh, face. <laughs> I mean, cause it, it's guttural. It comes from the gut and the heaving and just the bawling. It was like, wow. And in the shot, this amazing shot, we were, he was up on the balcony over the railing and I forget who the photog was, but that shot going back up at him was just, it's one of the greatest shots in recent television history. And I'm not even going overboard on that. Yeah, I completely it is, agree. I, it's an iconic shot that I don't know why it doesn't get put in the Smithsonian or something. <laughs> it was because it was just perfectly shot. And he's a great bachelor, like just a great yeah. lead. Like he, he likable, sort of, lovable dad. Yeah. First time first, we also we had a single dad. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think the only father to yeah. be the lead. Uh, you, I think off the top of my head. But yeah. yeah we, and that Based was another. That was also another big thing for us. Is like, okay, let's have a single dad and yeah. and and kind of lean into that storyline. And also, his son was a huge part of his life. It yeah. Was, Oh, actually, Very Juan much. Pablo had a daughter as well. Yes, but it just sort of it didn't infiltrate his season in the same way. Yeah, not not and not in a sweet way. No, definitely not. But he, obviously, he was before Juan Pablo. Yeah, but Jason. Yeah, so he was first. Yeah, but Jason just like sort of is proof that you, even if you're a nice guy, you don't have to be boring because yeah. he was like it was a really interesting season. He also clearly was like making some decisions on the fly, and the show was and adapting. Then, and then we get to the holidays. Yes, and I get a phone call at home. So Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Um, that because we're this is on cycle now with Jason's season, right? So, Jason's season in the fall, correct. premiere in January, and I get a call around the holidays that things aren't going well, and the show has, hasn't even aired yet. And so, we're, we're in the middle, of it. and then I, I was trying to think the timing of it as far as the show airing. And we were, we the show starts, and I heard things weren't going well, and then I hear they are breaking up. And so, this is kind of one of our first big forays into 
okay, this is going to be a story, mm-hmm. clearly. It's going to get out. We should own this story. Let's embrace it and let's tell it our way and let's let them tell it instead of, you know, us or in touch or whoever the tabloids were at the time that were a big deal. Smart move. And this is again, this is before smartphones, before Twitter, before Instagram. So it's not going to leak out online, but it's going to get out on the tabloids. And so let's let's wrap our arms around this and let's own it. Then I hear not only are they breaking up, he wants to talk to Molly and he still can't get her out of his mind and he wants to to do this. And we were like, holy cow. So we all get together as producers and we're sitting around and we think, you know, how do we do this? What do we do? And this, we really invented it on, on the fly. And we decided instead of the tell all special or the after the fun mm-hmm. rose, we had a, we had an audience. We went to the extra studios where they shoot extra because oh, cool. we're all tech, we're all telepictures sure. in, in Warner horizon. So we used one of their vacant studios, blacked it out. And it was just me and no audience. And it was this kind of ominous beginning of what you're about to see is raw. It's real. We didn't want an audience here. We just want them to kind of do their thing. And we're going to see how this goes. And we don't know how. You're going to see it along with us of how this is going to go. And Melissa definitely milked it. Kudos to her for milking it, uh, being the victim. Um, She clearly knew they were going to break up. Probably didn't know everything was going to happen on stage or whatever, but clearly knew they were not together. Did she know that he'd be picking Molly? No. I doubt she knew that. And and that was definitely a twist. Um, <laughs> it's one thing to be broken up with. It's another to be like, yeah. I'm breaking up with you for this other person. Yeah. And they were so, and so, you know, she had done just as much breaking up as him. They were done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, she was, she was angry on yeah, that special. She was, she, and rightfully so. She yeah. had a right to be angry. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, if she had slapped him across the face, I wouldn't have been, you know, upset with her. <laughs> like, whatever. She, she had the right to be angry. Um, I think after she definitely played, you know, Probably well done. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure. Milking it a little bit. She went to be on. She went on to be on Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. And, we set her up there. And, yeah. You know, she got. She She's had the famous. G- she she had a good run. Yeah. She had a little GMA run, and and they you know used her a little bit. Ironically, um, married someone named Ty. Wow. <laughs> Didn't ever think of that. It's funny. Yeah. She well, she went back to her old boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot too. You know, they come back and the, sure. the boyfriend sees the girl and like, wow, you've you know. Yeah, and also it's like going back to something that's safe. You know, they right. like you. Yeah. And she's and, she's get by this time she's gotten yeah. famous and all that. Yeah. Um, but then you know he brings Molly out, and this is to me one of the most raw, just real scenes that we've ever had, where he's just a little boy in front of this girl, you know, full Notting Hill in reverse. Of just like just a boy standing in front yeah, of a girl, yeah. scared to love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was Julia Roberts, and and she was uh, the reverse. It was just, it was so he was so nervous and so boyish. Of I just want to, can if we could, like have a cup of coffee or something. It was like really sweet. And she was shocked. Yeah, and she was genuinely she she genuinely did not know, didn't know why she was there, didn't know what was happening, and there was that moment. And then, but immediately, I saw this spark of hope. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to happen. It was, it was really beautiful. It was sweet and beautiful. And we had never done anything like it. There really hadn't been anything like that on television up to that point. It was, it was a kind of groundbreaking moment for the franchise, for TV, for what we had, the way we handle things from here on out, um, the way we handled the Ari situation. Right. I took a, there were some mistakes made. Uh, and uh, luckily I am the elder statesman and, and we were able to avoid some mistakes with Ari that we made with Jason, because what happened with us, we left around Thanksgiving in New Zealand. So months had passed before we pulled the switch. Right. Well, for you, the viewer, he gets engaged. He's proposed to Melissa. It's beautiful. 
We take a two-minute commercial break. We come right back, and he's breaking up. And for America, for the viewer, it was like, how in the hell did did you just change your mind in two minutes? And we're like, no, 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 no. It was months. But for the viewer, it was so jarring. We ripped the Band-Aid off so quickly. It was was bad producing. It was a mistake that we made that we did not repeat for Ari. Luckily, I knew this and and remembered that I would never do this again. And I had to. I rarely... Back then, you rarely take into account how are you, how is the, the fan living this? And you have to take that into account of how we play it out on TV. That's a really good point because, like, it, it was kind of like a really fast. So jarring. And I feel like the press afterwards was then, like, really sensational because it was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. what just happened? But it was. Well, it was like, how dare you? You just proposed to her, and four minutes later, yeah. you broke up and you're going to this other girl. You're so fickle. And he's like, it was hard to explain to people later. That was our bad. It, it was it was our mistake. That's why our season makes it into the, just makes it into the top twenty because the, yeah. that finale is so well done and is such right. compelling and singular television that I'll really never forget it. We did a better job of storytelling and allowing you on that ride, right. and that was purposeful because of the Jason Mesnick season. Yeah, and and I think also there was just a real investment in both Melissa and Molly because they were such, they were like full characters. One of the yeah. things I really like about Jason's season is the women, not only did they like kind of get mad at each other and sort of were mm-hmm. cranky, but they also were like full personalities of people. Like that had the most number of women right. I would want to know and, and like actually be friends with. And what happened afterwards, because you're right, the tabloids went crazy. crazy. And he was, you know, they were hounded. Easily the most hated man in the world. Yes, everyone was really um, mad at him. Yeah. But now he's beloved, I think. Well, what's great is what saved it too is Molly, to steal another phrase from Julia Roberts, saved him right back. <laughs> um, she did. She saved him right back. And, and you know, and that was the thing. She stood by him yeah. and was like, you know what? He's a good, lovely man. He's a good dad. And and they legitimized what they did. And and right. they are sweet people and good people. And then their wedding was iconic with the massive, massive. storm yeah. that came. And but they embraced it and they went with it. And that and they was, I mean, one of the biggest Pacific ocean storms that came across blowing 45 miles an hour sideways rain it was cold and just it was the, it was just the two of them in this storm and that was kind of a microcosm of their whole lives together of they just the two of them in this storm together and they've survived and done it and it's really a, one of the best love stories we've ever had and they just seem like great people. I really like when yeah. I met them, I met them really briefly because they just were like in the green room, like hanging out mm-hmm. and they just seem so regular and, and They're fantastic. just normal, good human beings. Yeah. yeah. And it was just a weird, he, it was a whiff. It was a guy who panicked and whiffed, but luckily made it right. And it was, and, and he had to go through hell. And I, and I had the same conversation with Ari of, I, I went on this journey with Jason and just know that you will not come out unscathed. And you, right. if you do this, you're going to get beaten to but- a pulp. Ari and Lauren seem like one of the happiest couples. They do. So. And that's what he, and then when, when Ari looked at me at, he, we had the conversation at my house. It was a conversation that was actually taped that wasn't aired. And I, he looked at me and said, I'm willing to do this. I want to do this. And I, I knowing full well, what's, I said, because what Jason him. went through had no social media. Right. You are going to get it ten tenfold. Yeah. And he's like, I want to do that. I said, okay, here we go. And Becca seems, she was just here. She seems super happy with Garrett. She and is. Lauren. It all worked and out. Ari seem great. Yeah. For everybody. Okay. Moving on. Number two. Hannah Brown. It's re- it's really good. I was like, yeah. is there recency bias here? Maybe a little. I think there is. There's an East Coast bias for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but she made the biggest mistake in Bachelor history. Bachelor and Bachelorette history. Not picking Jed. It's not even not picking Peter. Not picking Tyler. Right. Letting She made two biggest mistakes. Letting Luke make it to the final four. Yes. And not, and, 
and then picking Jed are two yeah. crazy mistakes. Yeah, I would say it's it's very interesting, and you're not wrong on this season. There is a recency bias, but I think it's worth it. I think because it so was too. such a good season. I think this will, it's one of those things, you know, like art, we have to wait and see how this holds up over time. But in my mind, there's a lot of stars coming out of this. Yes. There's a lot of great story, great things socially that yes. are going to hold up. So I think in 10 years, this is going to play back well. The, but the I had sex in a windmill and I did it twice. But you're right on hitting on a great point. How she's remained so beloved, yet easily like Jason Mesnick, may have pulled the biggest gaffe and biggest whiff in Bachelorette history of choosing the wrong guys. Jason and Ari righted the ship. You know, the, everyone's yeah. happy. Is any, I mean, other than Peter, we'll find out. Is anyone happy for Hannah's season? No. I don't know. It, it was it was a very unhappy ending. It was very unsatisfying. And you're right. Tyler, easily one of the best looking guys we've ever had in the history of the show. He's hands down the most hands, shocked person. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, <laughs> I can't even look directly at him. I poke a hole in a piece of paper and look through that. Looking it's like an in his eyes is like drowning. He's uh, so handsome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ledman with the hot take. Um, and then and then you have Peter, one of the greatest guys that, Peter I mean. Peter seems awesome and his family just seems dope. Any woman in America would like fall over themselves to have this guy as an option. Yes. I mean, he's everything. You, yes. you want to check off boxes? He doesn't have Tyler's body, but he still has a good enough one really, to hang. Really, yeah. really Not exactly a dad bod. Also, I really like how he's such a just unabashed Seahawks fan. Like wearing a 12 jersey is like pretty cheesy, but also really cute. I was drinking wine at his house last night with his Ugh, family. Brag. And that's what we were talking about. <laughs> My <laughs> Cowboys, his Seahawks. Yeah, I think that's like really cute. And he like really loves yeah. them. It's he really, adorable. no, he's really. And so we're excited because if the Cowboys and Seahawks end up playing, we are. Oh, uh, and that I'm, NFC championship yeah i'm no but it may, they may face each other in the first round oh god um but anyway we digress but uh i think this season will hold up but it is amazing how beloved hannah has become despite the fact that she really botched the whole thing it seems like peter had the best overnight date so like clearly how, yeah. clearly <laughs> i mean <laughs> so how did she not pick him like what did she say yeah i mean it would, be, it would look it would be one thing if she's like I made love once in a windmill. It was rather disappointing, but Jesus still loves me. But it was four <laughs> times. You don't go back on a roller coaster unless you really like yeah. it. And then you don't get back on that roller coaster unless you really, really like it. I'm so clearly thinking, that was a good night. And even he's thinking a, Tyler over him. Like, what was she thinking? Yeah. Uh, she didn't so, even have sex with Tyler. I don't get it. Yeah, no. Biggest whiff in Bachelorette history. Uh, the guy got out. Um, and he was devastated. The guy got upset. out for a proposal with a guitar in his hand. I think it's one thing to pick. I mean, does that not sum everything up? <laughs> Ladies? I mean, I told my daughter after that, if you ever see a man walk up to you with a guitar, run. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> unless he's already on the on the billboard charts. <laughs> unless, yeah, unless it's like Bob Dylan 50 years exactly. ago, run away. Yeah. It, it, it's just honestly shocking. I don't it, get it. Yeah, it's it, it was shocking when it was happening. It was shocking. And then I think that for me, the, the dual, well, you know, the dual storylines of like, Watching Tyler's fame explode while also having everyone hate Luke was sort of like there were two shows horrifying. happening at one time. It was horrifying. The social media wise, post show, maybe the most outlandish, craziest storylines of crazy the two guys that got away that are so great and such great catches. One is dating the biggest supermodel in the world. Yeah. And the other is The Bachelor. Yeah. It's crazy. And now you or are Hannah. left and you are left breaking up with this guy with a really with a guitar. bad guitar <laughs> riff. Um, and that's the thing is the song, it wasn't even like he came on. It's like, well, he's unknown, but clearly this guy's going to have a career. 
clearly he's not no. good at singing or, or playing guitar. So that's not going to be a thing. Tough to pick the former Chippendales dancer yeah. over Peter and Tyler. Yeah. No, big whiff. Big, big whiff. Big is that, whiff. that is, I was trying to think, NFL draft picks. You know, Ryan Leaf, what are we talking here? Like oh Mandrich? Like, is, in NBA if, terms, it's an Anthony Bennett. It's a full Bennett. It's yeah. really bad. Really bad. Yeah. You know what? Michael Jordan, I don't know, man. Don't I, need you. I think he's played out at North Carolina. I don't, his best days are behind him. Yeah, uh, it's also like, Odin going one, Durant going right, two. Right, exactly. Like, just so bad. It was the worst draft pick ever. Yeah, he who how those guys slipped to two and three in the order. It was the worst draft in the history of drafts. I, I cannot believe it. Because I was so trying to think, really, in the history of the show. I can't think of any other huge mistake like that. Yeah. It's so, it was so obvious. Because even Jason, even Jason taking Melissa, not a crazy choice. Melissa no, was fantastic. Was great. Ari taking Becca, Becca was wonderful. It just yeah. wasn't right for him. So there weren't ones that you thought, you know, even Andy, I was trying to think Andy Dorfman with Josh, that was just, that was a misfire and I knew it, but I knew also what she was looking for in her life. She wasn't looking for that. He was that. from Georgia. Yeah. He, like, it I, made you sense. Could, yeah, you it could made figure it. It made sense. This and I knew she was going for a chew toy. I know this wasn't going to be happily ever after. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. But we talked about Hannah a lot. So let's move on to the number one. Do you want to guess what it is? I really don't know. Jake Pavelka. Most dramatic season. <sighs> Here's why. Jake Pavelka. Here's why. From the beginning, it was Rocky with Vienna. On the Wings of Love just came into my head. On the Wings of Love. From the very beginning, no one liked Vienna, and yet he picked her. Right. Jake didn't even like Vienna. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. This is true. <laughs> Next. Allie quit, her, Allie quit the show to return to her job at Facebook. Right. That's just like the kind of thing you absolutely can't make up. Right. And, and yeah. looking back is such a funny thing to happen, particularly for her then to go on to be The Bachelorette shortly Well, I'm so angry that at that time I didn't go, you know, I should probably buy something in Facebook. I should probably invest in this silly Facebook company. Yeah. Think if you would, at that time, we need some half-ass internet research. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry to mix in a rewatchables uh, category. No, we try to bring the rewatchables into everything. Okay, half-ass internet research. Someone needs to look up. If we had bought Facebook the day Allie left to go back to Facebook. It wasn't even public yet. It went public two years, two or three years later. Oh my God. It was that early. We'd, Juliet, probably, we wouldn't be sitting here. We'd be billionaires. She probably, she probably had stock. Yeah, but I think she, yeah, I think she was vested and left. I think she gave that up to be the bachelorette. Oh my God, huge mistake. Absolutely <laughs> This is great. Think about this in the, in the history of, yeah, of but stuff. Yeah, that, but that's why. Oh, it's like, so good. Think yeah. about the impact. And then spoilers and tabloids really started. This was the season that it blew up. Correct. 100%, yeah. 2010. Yeah. And then you had to talk to Rosalind about hooking up with a producer, which Inappropriate. Is... I walked in. Did you walk in on it? No, no, no. Oh. Sorry, let me rephrase. <laughs> I walked like, wait, in what? for a cocktail party that night. Mm -hmm. It was the day. So it happened the night before. And she had gotten cozy. They'd seen her. It was really weird. This guy, one of our producers, and she had gotten cozy with him on the couch. They Like, they were really cozy a lot. Mm -hmm. to, enough to make everybody a little freaked out anyway. Then we realized they hooked up. They had hooked up before, and they hooked up several times. And so I walked in, and all of a sudden, the... the 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 control room is usually pretty loud because we hadn't started shooting the cocktail party yet. Everyone's kind of getting to work. It was very solemn. There were a lot of people in the room, a lot of executives, and there were lawyers there. And I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? They're like, we need to talk to you right now. And so the lawyers oh my God. walk me out with the producers, with the executives, and we sit down. They're like, okay, this is what happened. I said, okay. And they said, you know, Rosalind is hooked up with the guy, and I knew the guy. And, um, and by the way, oh, like really poor choice. You think Hannah made a mistake. I mean, this guy's like, 
no offense to Seth Rogen, kind of a bad <laughs> version of Seth Rogen. So really bad choice. If, you, if you're going to try and move your way to the top that way, not a good move. And he was like very mid-level, so couldn't even help anyway. Oh my God. Go so, for an executive. Yeah, do it. a lot of poor choices on her yeah. part. Uh, but anyway, so they, they hook up and they tell me, okay, these are the words you can say. We're going to say inappropriate relations with like, a, it was like a, it was the Bill Clinton testimony sure. all over of things I could say and couldn't say and all that. Again, life lesson learned of made huge mistakes in this. So I go out and I pull Rosalind aside in the cocktail party. I said, look, it's come to our attention. And she had a child. And our thing was, we don't want to make a big deal of this. Right. We don't want to like, and again, TV wise, I'm not sure why we didn't lean into it more, but we didn't. And we kind of very quietly pulled her out and said, we don't want to make a big deal out of this because it also involved us. We just want this to go away, but you have to leave. Right. Clearly this is not okay. And we didn't really, I didn't. And as producers, we didn't explain and make her also explain and agree and admit what happened. And so when time went by, we, you know, everybody was agreeable. She understood that night goes by, she leaves and we're like, okay, good. This is gone. When it comes back on the show later, now she's had time to be with a publicist, be with people. Now revisionist history takes over. She's able to try and change the narrative mm-hmm. and act like it didn't happen. Act like, all, all, you know, and go after me and all this. Stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I, we screwed up. We didn't have her admit right. and agree to everything on camera to what was happening. And so that was a great lesson for me. I will never do that again and go into a moment and not have them shake their head and go, you agree right. that this happened. Yeah. This did happen. Yes. And yeah. And so- that was a big screw up on our part. Huge mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, huge. big, huge. Um, and she came after me. That was the one where she took a swipe at me. That's messed up, man. Uh, during the tell-all. That's messed up. And that doesn't also, again, doesn't happen very often. No. I, I feel like in general, that's like maybe one of the only times people have like gotten mad at you specifically. It's, it's the first time where she was, I mean, it was her defense mechanism and it's what she would do. She would blow up a situation and try and change the narrative and, and go a different direction so she didn't have to answer questions or whatever. And so she would, it was clear, you know, basic one-on-one psychology where she's trying to change the, the topic. And so obviously I didn't fall for it and sure. I just stayed the course, but man, underneath I was seething. I, I was can't pissed. even imagine. Still married at the time. My wife was sitting in the crowd. She, you know, it, was, it was just like a really- Also, it's horrible. like you're off, I would guess you're often put in the position to sort of be like the emissary for production, but right. like, it's not always like you have pulled every lever to be like, exactly. you have to leave. Exactly. I am. Yeah. I, I am the, the assassin that ends yeah. up pulling the trigger, but you know, there's a lot of generals and people along totally. the way that made this call. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, I just walked into it that night and had no idea. So you just have to carry out what was, you know, the marching orders. Totally. And it was just, that was a fascinating moment. That was, talk about a weird side aspect to the, to a great season anyway. Yeah, it's a great, and also Jake, I think ultimately why this is number one is because there's a lot of like different like side shows happening. And then ultimately Jake is insane. I feel comfortable <laughs> saying that. <laughs> he has like the craziest eyes of any bachelor. And I... he picked a woman he clearly did not like. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong on, on, on that part. Jake went on to date Kristen Chenoweth. I just want to mention that. I know, which broke my heart because I love Kristen. We went Me to college too. together. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, we, we went to Oklahoma City University together. Uh, little Chenoweth, she was a year ahead of me. And uh, we hung, because our fraternities and sororities hung out together a lot. And, uh, you know, um, she's also the basis for uh, the Sarah Paulson character on Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip because really? she dated Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Weird, weird choices. Weird choices. Uh, weird. Yeah. She, she should be a bachelorette because those are weird life <laughs> she choices. Would. Uh, but yeah, Jake, he reminded me, do you remember obviously the Tom Cruise, Oprah Winfrey couch moment? Yes. Oh my 
my God, great call. That is Jake Pavelka. <laughs> yes. He's trying to sell you on something like all the time. So watching his seasons, like also like watching an experiment of some kind. <laughs> like it's just very confusing what he's doing and like what his motivations are. And he's he is uh, truly singular. And then this doesn't really factor into him being at number one, but I just, I got to ask you about the sit down when they had their breakup because- Oh man, that out, was a wild night. That is probably the best Bachelor tape in the history of the franchise. Yeah. No shots at anything. It's a wonderfully produced show, but the anger between those two combined with his like- attempt to be extremely in control, but just absolutely furious yeah. while she is so upset and obviously just also very angry and you trying to moderate was just bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. It was a fascinating night. That was one of the crazy, and again, talk about something that has evolved into now something that is commonplace and you see, but at the time it was not supposed to be that. It was not supposed to be a contentious interview. What we wanted was to put a bow on this thing and wrap it up. And my goal I always have a goal going into any interview of like, okay, what's what's the what's this look like if we do it right? My goal with this one was to get your approval. I, so far, so good. <laughs> uh, and it was supposed to be. I wanted a, hey, we're not going to be best friends, but let's let's amicable break. Let's go our separate ways. And it was, you know, what was the movie with George Clooney and the, uh, the the perfect storm, whatever? Yeah, it was the perfect, perfect storm, storm. Where great this, movie. The interview wasn't great, and it wasn't going well. But I got it to the point, it was the eye of the storm and the perfect storm where it's like, oh my God, it's sunny. We made it. And then all of a sudden you realized, oh, this is just the eye of the storm. Oh my God. And so all of a sudden we're in darkness and it took a turn. And there's a famous line that my friends still give me a hard time about when I'm like, it's not about the dog. <laughs> I don't know if you remember <laughs> I do that. I remember that. Oh, I they started, watched this like not infrequently. It was this relationship that, you know, this battling, battling, and it's like a husband and wife. And it's like, you always leave the toilet seat up. And you know, I'm like, it's not about the toilet seat. You know, it's never about that thing that you're arguing about. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And I was like, guys, it's not about the dog. No one cares about the dog. Let's move on. And and it just disintegrated. And when when I tried to just, Maybe I pushed too far of- No, you didn't. Let's both just get a little admission of guilt. We both screwed up here. And let's, you know, shake hands and go our separate ways. And man, it just disintegrated. She and starts crying at that She point. starts crying and he just, he visibly is shaken and, and kind of has that outburst, verbal outburst. So- it melts down after that. It's and by this time it's like two in the morning. We'd already shot something else that night, so this is like an afterthought shoot. I think they Bachelor got there died. late. Yeah, so it's really late. We're shooting out by the pool, and we get done. I leave the set. Polly, our big big Polly, is is directing the set. He stays. I chase after uh, Vienna, and we're talking. I'm like, and she's like, I will not go back out there. Don't make me go back out there. And she's shaking. Oh my god, this isn't on camera, but she's shaking. I said, don't worry, this is over. We're not we're not doing this anymore. And you, you know, we're going to shut this down. So I go back in the control room. I'm sitting with the producers and like, well, we're not going to, we're not, this is not going to air. We're not going to show this. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, you'll, I, I don't disagree with that. And this is before like you would jump on just cause it's good TV. Yeah. You're like, but this isn't what we wanted. This clearly wasn't our goal, Right. but it, the, it, we weren't going to show it in about halfway home. I'm like five miles from the mansion. I get a call from, I forget who the executive was at the time. They're like, tell me exactly what happened during the outburst. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I don't know how this happened to this day, but somebody told somebody, told somebody, somebody gets back to the executive that he had made a fist or that maybe there was a physical moment between mm -hmm. them. And I'm like, I was, 
as close as you and I. I was, Did that happen? No. Oh. I was two I was feet like, away. I was going to say, like, what? I go, maybe. They didn't even want to look at each other, I go, let alone touch. I go, maybe possibly he made a fist of, like, hitting his own leg or something. I'm like, but there was never any physical. Like, because, and the reason I'd mentioned Polly earlier, I said, Polly would have destroyed the guy. And I would have beat Polly to destroying the guy if he had made any motion of physically being intimidating. But he wasn't. And, but they said, well, now this is going to get out. We have to show it. And it did. It leaked out a little bit in some tabloid that there was some blow up. I think it was rumored that both of them spoke to tabloids, both Vienna and Jake. And so then it kind of took the power out of our hands of like, now we're only covering things up. We have to just show it. Right. And then we did. And again, talk about an evolution of the franchise of now we just show things and now we really embrace it. And like, it is what it is. Totally. Because you're going to, you will now find out anyway. Yeah. And I, and I think. I think it's always been rumored. I bet they both did, but I think that she was always accused more of telling people um, yeah. about what happened. And but that and night, for sure, there was nothing. I mean, it was just. But that was a wild night. Must have been long. That was one of the more when when people say what are the more dramatic moments and and like really life changing. We're like, holy cow! There was Jason, Molly, Melissa, and there was that night. Yeah, and it just seemed like. Yeah. Th- that taken in with his season, I was just like, it can't it can't be topped because I just, I've just never lost control of a situation so poorly where I thought I had control of it. I, I, well, <laughs> and I'm, I a, con- and I'm a control freak. Me too, man. Big time. <laughs> I, and also there's like one moment where you look into the camera and you're like, we're going to take a break. And obviously just like such a, you're just like pissed that you have to even yeah. take a break. Like, let's just keep going. I mean, in, in this era, you probably would just keep going, right? Yeah, we just tape and then yeah. throw the break in later. Yeah, you'd worry about it at yeah. a different time. But it was just, it, it was just a wild season that I think there were so many weird aspects right. of it, and it was and it was right before or it was the season after Jason. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like when The Bachelor had, I think, the second wave was was rising essentially, and yeah. it kind of came at the right time. It was 2010. Interesting. Number one with a bullet. Number one with a bullet. But so where did uh, just curious? Where did Andrew Andrew Firestone, uh, Lieutenant Andy Baldwin? Sure. They did you think those should be higher? Uh, yeah, I thought they would be definitely top twenty. Really? Well, yeah. I just think. From my perspective, I, you know, I really, I've, I've, I used to dip in and out, but I really started watching intensely with Brad the first time. So I think there's a little bit of a bias on, mm-hmm. on my side. I tried to have a formula to account for yeah. that, but it didn't completely work. Um, they were both in the twenties, I believe. They were just a bunch higher. Cause I, yeah, there was, uh, um, they were both in the twenties. Um, who's our doctor, doctors? Dr. Andy Baldwin? Uh, no, other doctors. Dr. Travis Lane Travis, Stork? Travis Stork. Um, that one was like in the 30s. I didn't like so, that one very much. You know what's interesting is that- The ones on location I didn't like. So, but timing-wise for the show, the history of the show, we had really plateaued. Mm. And the network was actually talking about getting rid of the show. And uh, Lloyd Braun, I believe, was the president at the time, was like, I, you know, the show has kind of run its course and we may be getting rid of it. Well, we know who we got rid of, Lloyd. Exactly. Yeah. Look who's, look who's still around. We're the cockroach here. Keep stepping on us. Um, but at the time the show was, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was an interesting time for a lot of reasons behind the scenes in front of the scenes. Um, and we took all the money and said, screw it. We're going to go to Paris. Mm. And we went to Paris. We went to, tra- yeah, we went to Travis. Travis and, and Lorenzo was in Italy, but Travis, his season kind of perked up. Mm. I was like, Oh wait, there's something different about it. And then Andy Baldwin came. Right. And that was the resurrection of the show. And so those two seasons are really pivotal in just whether you love them or not, those were pivotal as far as the reemergence of this Phoenix <laughs> rising again of it's, we're just 
one casting pick away from this show being back on top. And it, and you were like, we can't kill this show because an Andy Baldwin's out there and all of a sudden we're back. Right. And so it was really interesting. That was a pivotal history point of the show. Another one I thought maybe I rated too low with just my recency bias was Charlie O'Connell. Ooh, no, that can be as low as you want. Really? Well, yeah. did you, was that was it, a bad season for a lot it? of reasons. Yeah. How was it doing production in New York? Um, the, it was fun embracing New York uh-huh. um, because we, you know, it was the first time we really broke in and, and I guess, well, um, I think Meredith was there Jen, too. Jen Sheft, oh, Jen, right. uh, Jen Sheft was there. Um, speaking of another, uh, kind of, that's a forgettable season. Yeah. Difficult. She was Pretty very low. difficult. Really? Yes. Interesting. She's a tough one to work with. Um, who but, was the most difficult bachelor? Well, Charlie O'Connell. Oh yeah. Fascinating. We did not get along huh. real well. And I, I like Charlie. I like Charlie. Yeah. And it's, I don't dislike him as a person. I don't think he dislikes me. We just, it was like oil and water mm-hmm. and we just didn't mix. And he just didn't really want to have a lot to do with me. I didn't really care to have a lot to do with him. He was admittedly going through a rough patch in his life um, with, with abuse sure. of, of alcohol and, and that he's gotten help with since. Um, but ironically, a successful season with Sarah for a while, the, yeah, the nurse from Dallas. Yeah, but it, that was a rough season for all of us. Interesting. Just handling him and, and, and dealing with all that. Not a great season. Um, how did you feel about Dez's season? I think that's one of the, the one of the worst. I put that pretty low. Man, well, because I but I but, conversely think she seems great, like as a human. I was watching back on Sean Lowe's season a little bit, and she seemed like a cool woman. Overall, maybe not one of the best seasons. The one of the craziest ending. Yeah. yeah. So that moment is to this day we still talk about that. It'll be taught at schools about just one of the greatest breakups, emotional breakdowns, and. Thinking and knowing the show is over and us embracing that as producers of like, look, we're going to, we're going to bite this bullet and the show's over. He's broken up and and we're five, six days away from wrapping this up. And lo and behold, she's engaged to Chris and now they're married and have baby. It's just like, yeah, what? Like two kids. What the just happened? <laughs> There's no way we just got a proposal out of this season. More Seahawks fans, you we, know? Yeah, we even thought it was not real. Like, come on, this is bullshit. It's crazy. But that Brooks breakdown, and I'll never forget sitting on this dock with her she was just heaving. I mean, it was like a Jason Mesnick moment. She was just heartbroken. And yeah. We're like, we're not, we're, we're not, I mean, I remember her laying on the floor of her room, just in the fetal position. Like, this is over. Her and Allie, those are, and I guess in Jason, yeah, those are yeah. like the three biggest heartbreaks. So yeah, Dez's end. season from start to finish, I, I will give you that. But the, the ending was just stellar. We mentioned a couple of people that that could have been good leads. Is there anyone else you're like, oh, they really got away. They would have been amazing. Um, You know, I would have liked Ari in the Sean Lowe days, sure. but obviously Sean Lowe is one of our greatest bachelors, you know, so you can't argue that. Um, even a Jeff Holm maybe could have been. Jeff would have been funny because he was so different than everyone else on the show at the Very time. Very different. And, and yeah. he was the, one of the first hipsters on the show. I talked about this with Amy. Like I, I was obsessed with Jeff in, yeah. in a weird way. I went back and I watched and I was like, why? But yeah, I don't know. I just loved him. But yeah. And, and the Claire's and the Michelle Money's. And um, gosh, trying to think, because you know, there's some of those seasons like, you know, the all-star cast when you have a Tanner and a Jared and a like all these guys that have gone on to be great stars. It's like, well, were they then? I don't think Tanner's a great star. I think yeah. he's a great like, He's a great part of the whole universe, right. but he never had like a moment, like a standout moment, even yeah. on Paradise. But like, I, mean, I thought Chris together. Souls was a departure too. I liked Chris, uh, especially because he was such a departure from the normal type of, yeah. he's a farmer and he really is a successful farmer. And without the show, this guy's stuck in Iowa and isn't going to find love. And right. so that was fun. I liked embracing that. Um, very different season. What's changed the most? Because when I go back and I watch, I'm like, you know what? 
hasn't changed that much. It just evolved in all the right ways. And yeah. it's like better than it used to be. But like, what do you think has changed the most? Well, that's, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's evolved in all the right ways. And it's taken great care by some very talented producers. Um, you know, chief among them, obviously the creator of the show, Mike Fleiss, but Martin Hilton, who's come in to be a, a big player that nobody knows, but he's the president of the company and is a big, um, people speak very highly. of Martin. He's a big creative force behind the show I haven't and met him, but an unsung hero. And, and he, he wants to be the guy behind the curtain and never wants his name mentioned. But, uh, I mean, we've also had so many great producers that have gone through the years and when in, in the way it evolves is new producers come in, like, you know, people love Alon. Mm -hmm. He was a great executive producer, but now, you know, Bennett's really taken over. And these other guys, Louie and Todd have now stepped up and they're putting their fingerprint on it. Nicole Woods, who's been there since day one, has a much more creative fingerprint on the show. And so these people just help the show evolve and it, and it does continue to change. And I don't think we've ever changed the secret formula and the secret sauce, but the show has become much more organic, real, raw. You're really going to see it all. Where it's back in the day, Trista season, you saw what we wanted you to see. Yeah. And we glossed over a lot of things and we buried a lot of things that quite frankly were would be great television. Right. But back then we're like, oh, we can't show that. Yeah. Especially especially uh, the difference between network and cable back then was right. so big that I, I, I'm sure that factors Things we well. show and get away with now and talk about. Um, I mean, look at Demi, same-sex totally. relationship. Like, that's probably not happening 15 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah, totally. we're not, And we're not probably leaning into it like we did and making it a thing. So it's evolved, and I think you it's the best phrase, is we leaned it, we've, it's evolved in the best ways. That's a great note to end this yeah, episode. Very, very proud of it. Very proud of the franchise. You Thanks for helping me be. step back into uh, Amnesia Lane. Of course, Chris, this was truly thrilling. I had such a great time. We'll have to reevaluate after Peter's season. Yes. Um, thanks for being a friend of the podcast and for doing this. It's been great. I'll be back on Monday for Peter's premiere. <laughs>